Konnichiwa. And howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yes, and this week we are diving into the sumo of days four through ten. That's right. Of the May Basho. That's right. Woohoo! We can't talk about all the fights because there are way too many, but we're and just And there's gonna... just not enough time in the day. Yeah, but we're going to talk about ones that jumped out at us and kind of our impressions of the Basho. So... Two opinions from just two fans in Texas, sitting in a closet, loving the sumo. That's right. But first, let's jump into a news flash. Not much news this week. It always seems like there's just not much news whenever there's a Basho going on, understandably, because the news is mainly about the Basho, Mm -hmm. and then it's like a spoiler for whatever else we're about to talk about, so we just skip over it. But I will say that former wrestler Amanishki, also known now as Ajigawa Oyakata, he's finally having his retirement ceremony, which is three years delayed. And if you want a flyer to that retirement ceremony and maybe some other ones you should be playing bingo with us to get one of those retirement flyers oh i didn't know that was one of the prizes i haven't seen the prizes yes it's one of the prizes yes well anyway it's happening on may 29th and it was really kind of sad reading about it he's like I've been selling tickets like face to face with people for like three years and I feel bad every time it gets postponed. So I feel confident that on May 29th, he will have his hair cut and we will have the ceremony and the pictures forthcoming after that. I bet he goes buzz cut. I bet he does too, but we'll see. Maybe short on the sides, long on the top. As long as it's not as bad as that initial Goedo cut. (laughs) That wasn't too bad. No, the secondary cut was great. The first cut was just like, just make it even. Oh, that's <laughs> it was kind like of what everybody back does. And he kind of looked like a villain from a James Bond movie. Maybe he wasn't ready for the change yet. All right. Next bit of news. I have been in chats with uh, the Dallas Sumo Club, who is hosting at FitCon the Cowboy Cup Sumo Open. And that is happening on June 11th, everyone. So if you're interested in that and you're interested in wrestling, go ahead and follow Dallas Sumo Club on their Facebook page. They have all the information there, how to sign up, all the dates, details, and all the good stuff. And look forward to that because Laurie is going to be doing commentary. I will be popping in and doing possibly a little bit of commentary during the tournament. Because this is going to be a Fort Worth. Yeah. Fort Worth, Texas. Which is our neck of the woods. Exactly. Exactly. But What's cool is that we think some of the Grand Sumo Breakdown guys are going to come down as well. And Bruce Henderson from uh, Tachia Blog is also going to be commentating with Laurie. So even if you can't make it, make sure you've got your YouTube live stream all primed and ready for June 11th. It could be a fun time of just watching some uh, amazing sumo wrestlers wrestle on a very hot Saturday afternoon in Texas. (laughs) Yeah, and it'll be hot, y'all. It will be. Speaking of another hot event, the Dark Circle Sumo Club is having their second annual Consulates Cup, and that is happening September 3rd, and that's at the same location as last year, which is in Dreamland, which is in Austin, or Dripping Springs, I think outside of Austin. Yeah, just outside of Austin. Same location. So we've got a lot of really cool amateur sumo going on, and there's going to be some really fun stuff to, to look out for upcoming. So that That is all I've got. Shall we jump into day four? I think so. Okay. Day four 
was the first day I really started to take note of Ichiyamamoto. Uh, he took on Miyogidu on day four. And I thought, wow, Ichiyamamoto is getting much better. I will say Ichiyamamoto has had some fire and I've and I've loved seeing it. He's no longer losing track of his opponents the way he did. You know, the first Basho or so, he just looked a little starstruck up there in the top division. But now he's staying on his opponents. He's watching them much better. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, he's using those long arms to his advantage. He won on day four against Miyogidu with the Tsukiyotoshi, I believe. So I was very impressed by that on day four. Kota Shoho completely missed Ura though, at the Tachiai <laughs> on day four. Ura Tachiai'd so low on on this fight. It was it appeared as though it was ankle level. <laughs> and Ura then picked up Kodoshoho's knee to keep Kodoshoho off balance. He then grabbed Kodoshoho's belt and he pushed Kodoshoho out with one big Yorikiri. It was just really great sumo from Ura on day four. And I just really enjoyed this fight. Couple more things to talk about here on day four for me. You know, standouts for me. It's going to be different for everybody. Abi versus Endo on day four. Now, Endo is a very pretty, graceful wrestler. He's a pretty man. He's well, got a good head of hair. Beyond He's just... that. Beyond that, his sumo is really pretty. You know, the way he moves is very graceful. It's very flexible. Mm -hmm. We often say he looks like a dancer when he moves. And he does. He really reminds me of a dancer. Well, he met Abi on day four. If Endo is pretty and graceful, Abi is not. He was just very messy. He was all just push, 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 arms all over the place. And his arms got tangled up in Endo's arms. But then Abi stepped away and transitioned mid-bout to a chest-to-chest battle with Endo. And it was a force out that worked. On day four, Abi really showing more skill than just a series of wild pushes here. I was pretty impressed. It wasn't a pretty win for Abi on day four, but it was a win. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I don't know if you remember, but after day three, you know Kitana Fuji? Yeah. By day three, he was he was really going off on the Ozeki. He was saying things like, the Ozeki are simply absent. I don't know where they are. They are well, underperforming. Sharp tongue. Yes, yes. And boy, he had it out for the Ozeki at the end of day three. And it it kind of showed because on day four, all the Ozeki showed up and won beautifully on day four. So I think maybe he's got a hard line to those guys and he gave them a call and was like, This will not do. This absolutely will not do. And so all the Ozeki showed up on day four and won. And then the other one I just want to mention on day four, Terunofuji versus Kotonawaka. I was looking forward to this because they're they're two larger guys. Yeah. And I would say there's a lot of history. There's a lot of excitement about Kota Nawaka. And people are really excited to see him go up against Terada Fuji. But it was no problem for Terada Fuji. <laughs> he just said, okay, I'm going to try for Kota Nawaka's belt with my right. Oh, no, that's not going to work. Okay, I'm going to try for his belt with the left. <laughs> Kota Nawaka tried to wiggle away. But Terada Fuji was just a living flesh wall for Kota Nawaka. And Kota Nawaka could not escape. It was dominant sumo from Terada Fuji. And it was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. 
Day five, everyone. I'm going to jump forward to what I thought was interesting. Koto Eko versus Takara Fuji. Now, this match on day five, which overall day five was a pretty exciting day for me. I have a, yeah. quite a bit to talk about. Okay. But I wanted to kind of start with this one because it was a long match. It was. Koto Eko stayed really close with his head to the chest of Takara Fuji. And he's trying to get that deep inside grip under Takara Fuji, like under his armpits, but he just can't. Takara Fuji just plays defense and holds steady in a somewhat kind of like locked up position. Finally, Takara Fuji advances and lifts up on the right shoulder of Kotoeko to paralyze him in that position to kind of keep him from moving sideways. But a last minute surprise and sneak around by Kotoeko at the edge surprised the heck out of Takara Fuji. And then... Kotoeko pushed out Takara Fuji from behind. Takara Fuji finally, you see, he had gotten inside and he had a better position before he lost. So with that, Takara Fuji had Kotoeko at the ring's edge. He just carelessly tried to finish him off with that last push. And Kotoeko stepped to the side and around back and just finished off Takara Fuji with that shove to the rear. It happened in the last split second. Mm -hmm. And Takara Fuji is having a terrible basho so far. Yeah, because this <laughs> is day five and it's the fifth loss for Takara Fuji. So. Which is so weird because... He's a rank and filer, but he's usually so solid and he's won recently some awards, like some special prizes. He's he's technical, he's smart, he's patient, he's strong, but he's just having a tough go of it. Should we call it a trend? It might be a trend. I think it could be a trend. It could be a trend. Okay, I'm talking about Ura again versus Wakamoto Haru, which Wakamoto Haru has been very fun to watch this basho. He's just gotten his groove. Wakamoto Haru has found his groove. That he should has. be the name of a movie. It could be, but no one would see that movie. I would. Well, you. Yes. You would be the only one, but everybody else would be like, who? No. Is I think who? there are hundreds, thousands of people that you would You can't that. make a movie off of a hundred fans. Oh, uh, but a thousand you could. All right. Well, until Actually, that happens. Okay. Ura stayed low, as usual, in his deep, deep lunge to steady himself post-Tachiai. Wakamoto Haru tries to stand Ura up more upright, but Ura gets this right side grip on Wakamoto Haru. But Wakamoto Haru gets in close and has his arm under Ura's right armpit and is trying to force Ura into this unsteady sideways position. But Ura denied that. He hops to reposition and steady himself, and then he gets a quick left hand and right hand grip on Wakamoto Haru. But Wakamoto Haru, at this point, has a solid grip on Ura. He belly bumps Ura back and almost to the edge. But Ura, like he does, steps sideways and away from around and around to the edge, taking Wakamoto Haru with him. Ura lifts up, twists, and attempts, I think, an uchari, which is a backward pivot throw on Wakataka Kage, hoping he would hit the dirt first. Well, they both hit simultaneously. A monoe is called, and we got a two for one. Now, the rematch was interesting because there was no real tachi eye the next time around. It was kind of like, huh, what are you going to do? Wakamoto Haru is just watching Ura for some sneakiness, which of course he gets. Ura tries though to do this like upper body lockup kind of thing, perhaps setting himself up for an aponzioi or like a one-armed shoulder throw perhaps. But anyway, it goes awry. Wakamoto Haru is all over his shenanigans. Instead, he swats Ura away. He stays grounded and just shoves Ura off to finish in from behind. And he also, Ura ended up taking out the front three rows of patrons. So it was an exciting two for one. 
one. I like both of these guys' energy. Ura was up to his n- normal trickiness, but Wakamoto Haru was vigilant and persistent and smart and managed to beat Ura. Two things about this match. One, I like the way you just mentioned Uchari. Like, it was no big deal. For me, whenever it looks like an Uchari is happening, I cannot stay seated. I just get very excited with Ucharis. The other thing I really loved about this match in the rematch was Wakamoto Haru's final big push of Ura. It was just such a big angry, dare I use the word angry? There was a lot of something. I think he was just push. It was just kind of like I'm done with this match. <laughs> We I'm can, done with you, we and can, so I'm going to big push you off and like finish this off. We can guess about what that was about. There was just some passion there. Yeah. There was definitely some passion there, and yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Give me more of that Wakamoto Haru. <laughs> All right. Hoshoryu versus Wakataka Kage, the brother of Wakamoto Haru. If anyone is new to sumo and listening, Hoshoryu decided... He was going to hanka. He played a Chiyoshoma. He did. And it surprised Wakataka Kage, uh, you could say. He was not expecting that. He was expecting that he was going to get straight on sumo. And he didn't. Hoshoryu stepped to the side and around, right after the Tachiai, he got the belt from behind and just ushered Wakataka Kage out of the doyo. This one didn't bother me. Did it bother you? Oh, a hanka? Yeah. I think the reason um, I'm asking that, y'all, if you're new to sumo, not everybody loves the hanka. Actually, the commentator on this day even said, oh, there's a cheap win for Hoshoryu. Like, yeah. That is a direct quote. I think that the understanding for me, like, yes, I get tired of it when it's Chiyoshoma who does it repeatedly to get the wins. Mm-hmm. I think for Hoshoryu, he has done it in the past. We've seen him on his way up use it, utilizing it more. And so for me, I thought, well, it was done well. It was it's completely legal. I didn't have a hard time with it. I just think that there is this threshold where the wrestlers go, you're above winning that way. Hoshoryu's sumo has been much, much better, much tighter, much smarter. And so why do that? But then maybe it reveals he's scared as hell of Wakataka Kage. And that was his first time. Like, let's just screw with the guy. He's <laughs> he's on fire. Let's just screw with him. Let's do a hanka and see how he does. I don't think it's going to work out in his favor next time he meets Wakataka Kage. Um, but Wakataka Kage learned a good lesson, too. It's like, expect the unexpected Tamawashi versus Mitakiyumi. This was just muscle meeting muscle, and Tamawashi stayed lower and close and reached for Mitakiyumi's belt. Mitakiyumi is in a similar position. Also, though, he was disallowing any belt work from Tamawashi. He was trying, but Tamawashi pivots around from this kind of locked up position they were in head to head with Mitakiyumi and then starts some big thrusts and shoves, and he managed to get Mitakiyumi back and around eventually throwing him off the doyo. They both hit the dirt, but Mitakiyumi flung out first and possibly, I think on the landing, he might have looked like he got a little banged up. It was a big fall and a win for Tamawashi. So that was taking down of an Ozeki. Well, and that was also really big because their history is so one-sided. It's Mitakiyumi 23 to Tamawashi 3. Yeah, well, Tamawashi, I had been to... a little bit, well, he's got some fire in him this actually, fall show so maybe it was just the chutzpah he had i don't know i i was really surprised by that look after looking at the history well day five ended with tedana fuji versus hokuto fuji hokuto fuji 
up top got in kind of an unrecoverable position with Tedenafuji locking up one shoulder with his, you know, he does that over-the-shoulder grab. Mm-hmm. But Hokutafuji, he tried to keep Tedenafuji off his belt and managed okay for a while, but still, I mean, it's just not enough defense for a much stronger, very long-armed Tedenafuji. But Tedenafuji knows he is defeating Hoktafuji in this awkward position. When he goes in for the kill, he actually sits him down quite gently on his bum. <laughs> This is when Hokuto Fuji kind of sat down in a in a straddle, sort of. He mm-hmm. hit the dirt. But I thought, you know what? Ted in a Fuji's class act. He's like, I could rip you in half and set you down in a straddle very quickly. Or I could just gently set you on your bum. Boop you down and in he a did. He splitty, went down by booping. <laughs> a, a boop splitty Tayoshi is what I like to call it. <laughs> yeah. A boop splitty Tayoshi. And that is all I've got for day five. Okay, one other thing to mention on day five before we jump into day six is Takakesho had a very dominant win against Onosho mm-hmm. on day five. He was just there a was, bit bigger and stronger, it seemed. Well, there was really no question about who came out on top. And the reason I mention that is because on day six, Onosho disappeared. We have not seen him since. Mm. And we heard on day six that he got some broken ribs. Ribs. Exactly like two of them. Yes. And I was like, what was that match the day before? We don't know what day it was. Four or five. It could have been earlier. But there there was some broken ribs happening somewhere in there. And they didn't feel great. And Onosho decided, what the heck am I doing sumo for anymore? Why don't I take some time off, <laughs> yeah, um, which yeah. I'm fully in support of, because the last thing you need is somebody shoving and pushing on broken ribs. Yeah. Can you imagine how much that would hurt? Uh, yeah. And it's going to hurt for a long time. Ooh. Your ribs don't just like heal in six weeks time. Ooh, yeah. We'll have to see what happens. Oof. Yeah. Oof is right. Okay. So continuing with day six, a fight that I really enjoyed was Koto Eko versus Wakamoto Haru. And we're talking a lot about Koto Eko and Wakamoto Haru. I know. This well, they must around. be just showing us the, uh, the fireworks. Well, Koto Eko grabbed Wakamoto Haru's left arm, turned away from him real fast, and flipped him over his back, arm first. Totari again. But Wakamoto Haru was holding his arm and grimacing after this fight. I was a yeah. little worried. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I should be worried. He's made of like way more, way more solid stuff than I am. So <laughs> Wakamoto Haru seems to have jumped back up from this. But I was initially a little worried after day six when Kotueko walked away with this very muscular, amazing win against Wakamoto Haru. All right, I'm going to skip, even though there were fabulous fights on this day, skip all the way to Takanosho versus Shodai. Well, also, we should just continue this trend of mentioning how bad or how tragic Takara Fuji is day six. Six and oh, oh he still can't I'm, win. I, I didn't even write anything other than what a tragic basho for Takara Fuji. Well, we're just going to continue that trend. We're only on day six. Oh. We, you know, we still have days ahead of us. Takanosho versus Shodai on day six. There was a huge, huge Tachiai from Takanosho. And Shodai was just on the defense the entire time. Takanosho walked away with this win. And this was the day on day six I went, okay, Shodai just went to one and five. This could be a trend. This loss really could be a trend. He's six. been trending a lot in this category trending over down. the last Bashos. <laughs> Lots of that trend happening. 
Mm, so again, let's talk about this trend in the direction you don't want to go. Takakesho versus Abi. One huge push from Takakesho, and then Abi just jumped out of the way and yeah. slapped Takakesho a- down. Hikiyotoshi. It was but a it was, hit and shift. It was just another one of those. Wow. Toast. What is what is going on with these Ozeki? This is shaping up to be a very strange basho. I know. It's like, a weird one. Or maybe I'm listening to Katana Fuji too much. Or maybe we're just all still missing Hakaho. Are you listening to Katana Fuji in Japanese? Oh, yeah. And I completely understand every single <laughs> word he says. You can understand his body language, which is like, ugh. <laughs> None of them can wrestle the way I did back in 1979. However amazing I was. Yeah, I don't know. But continuing with the downward trend on day six, Teranofuji versus Tamawashi. There was one big shove from one side to the other side of the ring. It was placed perfectly. Tamawashi just went right in for the chest and the neck. He pushed Teranofuji up and out. Yeah. Terada Fuji really is, uh, he's seeming to have a lot of trouble with big pushers and thrusters who can perfectly place those pushes and get them up and out. I don't know if it's those knees, if it's the heel. I don't know what is what that is, but he's not able to absorb it the way he has in the past. Anyway, Tamawashi got a Kimboshi on yes. day six against Tara no Fuji. He was a bulldozer. Yeah, but I will say that was only Tara no Fuji's second loss. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, still pretty good. I don't really watch the scores that much until day eight. Yeah. Truly. But it was a surprise. I didn't expect Tamawashi to be quite that dominant. Yeah. And he was. Okay. That's really it for day six. I'm just getting us into day seven, eight, nine, ten, the more recent stuff. That's right. Day seven. Let's talk about Oho versus Yutakiyama. Okay. Well, these guys are really well matched. In fact, they actually look a little similar in height and body mass. So the beginning, post-Tachiai, was equally aggressive. Both men flinging open-handed slaps to the face. They were like, you take that. And the other guy would be like, no, you take that smack. No, you take that. And the crowd loved it. They got louder and louder with each one of these open-handed slaps. But it did end up being a pushing thrusting battle with both men slightly moving around the dojo. Not much progress until Oho basically, I'm putting this in his mind. He said, I'm tired. I'm very tired of getting pummeled in the face. So I'm going to go on the belt now. And he does. He reaches in to grab a right outside, left inside. They stall out for a while. Yukitakiyama doesn't really have much of a grip on Oho, so he stays in kind of this defense mode, trying to keep Oho off his belt, but it doesn't work. Oho found a lower positioned stance, and he lifts up on Yutakiyama, moves him backwards an inch or so. Yutakiyama pushes back on Oho to try to move him back. But Oho stands firm. So Yutakiyama at this point is just plum tuckered out. He's in an awkward position. So he desperately tries to improve that grip with a, he does a makikai or he switches his grip. And that's always like a moment of vulnerability. Oho sees it. In that moment, Oho advances Yutakiyama to the edge and nudges him over. Oho just seemed determined to win today and he got what he wanted. It was an Oshidashi win for Oho. Nice going, Oho. He looked, both of them looked so exhausted at the end of this fight. Yeah, they They were so slow. Yeah. To get up and to get off the dojo, kind of like, oh, God, that was a tough day of work. Yeah, it was. Oof. That was a full, that was a 10-hour shift. Yeah, that was a huff and puff, 10, 12-hour tech day, you know? Yes. 
Well, Midori Fuji versus Miyoguryu was a fun one. Okay, so this one, the Tachiai was mainly just Miyoguryu just literally bulldozing over the very tiny Midori Fuji and rushing him to the ring's edge. Miyoguryu used his forearm. For all? For all? Okay. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Hold on, let me get that hold on myself. (laughs) It sounded like very English all of a sudden. Midori Midori Fuji used his forearm. (laughs) Sorry. Can we get through this? Okay. Midori Fuji Fuji (laughs) used his forearm to blast at Midori Fuji. But then, just when you knew Midori Fuji... Midori Fuji? I can't even do it with an accent. Midori Fuji was toast. He stepped to the side at the ring's edge and around to the rear of Miyoguru, who had too much momentum to stop himself at the edge. And Midori Fuji just pushed Miyoguru over the edge and out by grabbing the back of his head and pushing him down and out. It was a complete turnaround in the last second, last second, sorry. It was a complete turnaround in the last second from how you thought it was going to go with that massive tochi eye and charge from Miyoguru. It was a new watadoshinage. (laughs) Miyoguru is quite fun to say with an accent. It was a new watadoshinage. Win for Miyo... No, for... Midori Fuji. Who won? Who who wrestled? I have no idea anymore. I have no idea either. You just got a whole minute of me (laughs) attempting my best British accent. Non-regional, of course. Who knows where I would be from? (laughs) Just the nice blend of Mary Poppins and someone else. Oh, so sorry. Anyone who's in the UK, so sorry for this terrible terrible accent. With your tea and crumpets. I do love tea and crumpets, and I. This is completely not related to sumo, but uh, love crumpets. And I did the Edinburgh Edinburgh Fringe, and I got addicted to every morning having crumpets. And at, they have this fancy. Gro- I don't get crumpets. Okay, I really you don't because you haven't had good crumpets. I, they're so the only crumpets I've had are just bland. They're well, just like bread. You're missing out. They're, and they don't even taste like good bread. They're like pita bread. Okay, you know how terrible you're pita offending- bread. All of the UK right now. I just need to know where to get a good crumpet. Well, we can't. That's what I was about to say. If anybody's got uh, a good, solid connection to crumpets that you can get over to America, just please let me know. That and shortbread cookies. I'm addicted to short, like good shortbread cookies. Oh, I do love a shortbread. Yeah. There's great shortbread cookies. No, no, no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You haven't great ones. No, you have not been there. Yes, I have. You You have have not not been been in my mouth. You have not been in my mouth. That is true. I have have shortbread cookies. What are the ones that come in the red package that are so good? No. Yes. You have not had the legitimate real thing made by somebody with the correct accent. I have not had had those with the butter. Yeah. Shortbread exactly. cookies. It's the butter. It's the cream. It's just different. And I, it will rock your boat. I think that having crumpets in Texas is probably like having Mexican food in New Zealand. Yeah, it's, it's just, just not, not a happen. good idea. I yeah. know. But I know when I was at, was it Marks and Spencer? They had them. that you, Spencer's. Mark and Spencer's. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Do they sell shortbread at Spencer's? No. Okay, I'm, so I'm anyone kidding. in the UK, Spencer's is like a garbagey store where you buy like... Um, 
teen t-shirts. But also and a like good amount of pornographic lights. material. <laughs> Actually, I've not been in Spencer's then for a while because I don't remember that. Well, I just anyway. remember lots of rotating lights. It was the cool place to be when you were 12. Or really, really high. Back to sumo. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So where was I? Oh, I don't even know. But let's just say Midori Fuji won. Oh, okay. great. Wakamoto Haru versus Koto Shoho. There's just so much sumo to talk about on this day. Uh, okay, so. Okay, but really, this comes down to who went down first. Well, right. And can you really tell? Well, Wakamoto Haru is pretty much all over Koto Shoho from the Tachiai, but Koto Shoho does a really good job of moving his feet laterally and keeping Wakamoto Haru from rushing him out. Wakamoto Haru gets a left inside deep grip on Koto Shoho. They steady themselves in the center of the ring, with Wakamoto Haru trying for the right outside as well, but... Koto Shoho isn't panicking. Koto Shoho has a right inside grip and is doing a great job at this point of keeping Wakamoto Haru off of his other side. But now Koto Shoho is at the edge. He's clearly up against the ropes and Wakamoto Haru tries to finish him off, but Koto Shoho gets the double inside right grip under the pits and twists and throws Wakamoto Haru down, who is thrown to the ground first. And we have a Manoi. And the decision was reversed. And at first it was called for Wakamoto Haru. It was then declared for Koto Shoho with a Sukinage throw at the edge. It was a lot going on. But what was amazing to me is um, I think how close. <laughs> you have a look of confusion on your face. Like, am I remembering the right am fight? I? Well, what's weird is I do not have a photographic memory, but I do remember like visually exactly some parts of this bout. I remember the thrashing in the middle that Kota Shoho mm -hmm. did, but at the edge, I can't remember when they were both flying out laterally. It looked like, because there's a number of like of these over the next few days, right. that one of them had, had clearly uh, a win, but it was a little bit hard to see first time around from the Gyoji's point of view. I think that's a great description. Okay, great. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Abi versus Hoshoryu. Well, you know, sometimes when I watch sumo, sometimes I really break them down technically to kind of understand what's going on. And then sometimes I just kind of look for like the overall. Are you trying to tell me that my breakdown, I should do differently? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm just telling you, sometimes I do sort of just an overall story of what just happened in the fight because it's easier for my brain to take in this information in bits and pieces sometimes. True. So for this one, I just noted, boy. Abby tried everything to escape. He just wiggled all over the place and just could not get away. And I just liked the yeah. way Hoshoryu stayed on him the whole time, no matter what came back, mm -hmm. and uh, took him out. It was just, Hoshoryu was very dogged about his sumo exactly. on this day. Dogged. It was, um, yeah, it was not, it was not a hanka. It was a whole different kind of sumo. And I just thought, okay, this kid's got a future in this sport. He's he's doing well. And I just, I liked this fight a lot. Yes. Well, one fight that was fun to see was um, Kiribayama versus Wakataka Kage. Mm -hmm. The Tachiai, we had a hit and a shift from Wakataka Kage. And he does a huge push on the shoulder of Kiribayama, which you would think would be enough to send him to the dirt. But Kiribayama stayed focused. He shifts to the side and grabs Wakataka Kage around the back of the head and pulls him to the dirt. It was very quick work by Kiribayama. Well done. Every time Kiribayama does well, I always think the same thing. Well done, Kakuryu. Because, you know, he's getting coached yeah, by Kakuryu exactly. at the stable. Well, and I, always think, I always think, well done, coach. hot pants, because I am all about 
you and your hotness. Well, I do sometimes go, well done, kitty by yummy. He is very handsome. But I always also think of Kakaryu, too. I will say, if Kakaryu was singing to me, I would... No be, holding back. There, No, he would, especially him singing my way. Okay, if Kakaryu was singing my way in one room, one karaoke room. And now, the end is near. And Takayasu was singing a love song in another karaoke room. Which would you choose? I think, honestly, I'd choose Kakaru because I know he's trying to speak English. Yeah? And I feel like we might have better conversation. Yeah. I am surprised. I know. Takayasu is always my first love. I feel like that kind of hurt you to admit that. No, but it's okay. I love them all. Indo versus Terunofuji. The last bout of the day. We have an epic blast from Endo, and Terunofuji is a bit on his heels. He shifts sort of one leg, kind of which makes me nervous when Terunofuji balances on just one leg, but somehow he has the strength and power to withstand a charge on one leg sometimes. Endo keeps up his attack, but... Terunofuji patiently wraps up the upper arm of Endo, and he tries to paralyze him in this position. Endo yanks his arm out of the Yokozuna's grasp, and he stays low and inside, trying to get the double inside grip on the Yokozuna. But Endo is just a little bit too low, and Terunofuji is a little bit too strong and tall, so a pushdown presented itself for Terunofuji in this position, and he seized on it. Endo hit the dirt. It was nice hustle from Endo. It ended up being a Hitakikomi slapdown win for Terunofuji, but nicely played by Terunofuji, and in that split second, you could see, ah, that's why he's a Yokozuna. He was kind of like a little bit on the defense for a lot of that one. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, oop, nope, see the position. And he's down in the dirt and it was over. Done. Done deal. I would also say after day seven, if Katana Fuji was upset before, he would be even more angry with Shodai (laughs) and Mitakeyumi. Shodai had absolutely no fighting spirit at all. On day seven, he just did not show up with any energy. I don't know what happened. I didn't even mention that. I know. I was just like, I don't want to keep saying, and he lost again, and this is how he lost easily to this person. Isn't that very exciting? I'm going to give some shine and some time to, you know, people like Oho or Ichiyamamoto. Okay. We'll talk about shine time. Day eight. Now, day eight is where I do start watching the leaderboard and I start looking at numbers. And weirdly enough, the two guys sharing the lead going into day eight were Sadano Umi and, and Aoyama. Aoyama. Which we've not talked about <laughs> either of them, right? Well, but we did say this is a very strange Basho. And it is strange. So, I you think know, that's bound to change. I do too. I absolutely do too. But, you know, I was like, okay, I need to watch these guys a little bit closer. So, let's talk about Sadano Umi on day eight because he was fighting Ichi Yamamoto, mm-hmm. who was just one, one number behind, tied in a whole mass of people for second place at day eight, if I remember. Sadano Umi on the leaderboard on day eight, but not for very long. He did win the slap fest with Ichiyamamoto. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, he had Ichiyamamoto turned around and facing the outside of the ring. But just as Sadanoumi went in for the final tackle at waist level, he had him. Ichiyamamoto spun, sidestepped, and was simply gone. So Sadanoumi sent himself flying out of the ring. Yeah, there was one little Hatakikomi from Ichiyamamoto. So Ichi walked away with that win. 
Well done, Ichiyamamoto. And your very long arms. Yep. Takara Fuji continued his long, slow slog. Uh, his eighth. His eighth. <laughs> no, yeah, eighth loss. Although we also, I'm, with this, we saw Chiyoshoma attempt a handcuff. Yes, he did. Which good old, it's nice to see. Well, from... <laughs> but, and I will say, Takara Fuji was ready for that. Yeah, handcuff. he was not surprised. One this bit, was not. And a, he held on. Yeah, this was not a short fight. It was a long fight. And Takara Fuji hung in for a really, really long time. I was disappointed that he didn't walk away with this win because I did not want him to be the first Maki Kochi. I don't know if he's got an injury. Yeah. I don't know if it's a mental thing, if he's never had this kind of a terrible first week. Or I don't know if this has happened before and I just have never looked at the stats that closely for Takara Fuji. But I felt bad for the guy continuing yeah. his streak of losses on day eight. So let's talk about Aoyama on day eight, the other co-leader tied for first. He went up against Wakamoto Haru. I was very happy about this one. It was mm-hmm. simple. Wakamoto Haru just moved Aoyama's big, huge hands out of the way and ran forward and took Aoyama right out with an Oshidashi. Well done, Wakamoto Haru. And also on day eight, all of the Ozeki won. I'm just going to tell you that. Shodai Spunk was miraculously back. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but he got lucky with that win because the that was him versus Hoshoryu. And that was the instant replay where we were like, oh, Shodai's, oh, it was either his knee or his elbow hit the dirt. And there was no Mano-E. And it clearly in the instant replay was like not his win. You know, people get very upset about what they perceive as judging errors. The shimpan, something's wrong with the shimpan. I really don't have a problem with it. I'm like, these guys know way more about sumo than I do. Mm-hmm. We're all looking at the same footage. They're making whatever conclusion they're making for a certain reason. I don't think it's political. I was just happy he won. And uh, maybe it's the shimpan who are not performing up to their rank. Well, that's, that's the question. Who was sitting over there? <laughs> who who and... knows? But I was just, <laughs> I was delighted for Shodai. He got his win. That was great. Taka Keisho, Mitakiyume, all of them won. It was great. It was kind of like, oh, God, the relief of this. All the Ozeki won on day eight. Well done. Then we got to the final fight of the day, Fuji versus Takanosho. And Takanosho did basically the same thing Tamawashi did. He got Fuji up real high on his heels and just... Terunofuji, again, could not fight back the way he normally does and just gave away another real estate. Yeah, gave away another Kimboshi to Takanosho. Yep. So after day eight, my gosh, there's a huge crowd tied for first place. And it's absolutely no one that I expected. <laughs> no one that I thought would be in first place. It's Tamawashi, Takanosho, Aoyama, Sadano Umi, and Ichiyamamoto. <laughs> what? I know. Ichi Yamamoto has got to be so delighted to be on that leaderboard. Good for him. Boyd, little Boyd. On the leaderboard. Anyway, day nine. Okay, Takara Fuji finally got his first win. Yay! That definitely needs to go in on day nine. Yes. Yay! He was a little lackluster in the Tachi Eye, but, but he d- got there. it didn't matter. Yep. He, he got his one win. Yep. Oof. Okay. 
Now, what was uh, weird to me is Okinoumi, also a little bit like something's off, a little lackluster in his tachi eye with him versus Ura. And Ura just basically casually Butsukari, like how do how would you yeah, say yeah. Butsukari training him, yeah. exercised him across the entire doyo and out. It looked weird. Like I was literally watching a Keiko and yeah. Okinomi just like went with it yeah. and just and stepped out. I was like, what? I don't, yeah, I wonder... I wonder why that happens. Either the guys know their beat right from the outset. Yeah. Like either they know, oh, I can't do anything to fight this because of injury or because of proximity or whatever the reason. They're like, I know I'm beat. Or he was surprised. Like perhaps I thought he didn't think that Aura was capable of pushing him back that far. Right. And he just thought, oh, no, my size is going to my size will save me before I get to the edge of the ring. And then suddenly he was there and it was too late. Yeah. Something was off. It was weird. It was weird. Well, um, there's a little bit of controversy uh, Hokuto Fuji versus Kota Nawaka because this match was just Herculean strength between these two guys. But as, as you could watch the slow-mo and replay, you saw Kota Nawaka like you saw his heel hitting first outside of the ring. Maybe. No, I saw it. I saw it from the angle I watched it from. And Kota Nawaka, he got really lucky with this win because Hokuto Fuji clearly hit the ground second, but there was no shinpon. There was no raised hand. There was no manoe. Somebody was asleep at the wheel. No, I'm not sure I agree. Did you see the I slow-mo see, where his I heel did. goes over no, and no, no, hits? No, no, I saw the slow-mo, but the footage that I saw was taken from the top, was above. And yeah, I, I mean, saw those, it from the side. Those guys sweep around the Tawada, and, and they sweep so that if somebody's heel hits the dirt, they can look at the impression in the sweep marks. In my opinion, I don't know why there's such a kerfuffle about this one, because... A judge is sitting right there. They're going to have the best view. And there was no Manoe. Well, but that's my thing. He was asleep at the wheel because from the angle that, that I saw, the slow-mo was like, uh, I wouldn't have seen it from the first angle. But then the second angle, I was like, I see it there. So to me, I was like, he got screwed. But it's okay. Hook to Fuji will... He'll come back. He'll come back. Now, do you remember this huge stare down between Hoshoryu and Takayasu? You know, this is another one of those moments. Sometimes I listen to the commentators and I'm like, what are they talking about? You're manufacturing a stare down. That's Hoshoryu's like main way of looking at people. Did you watch? Yes. Well, did you watch the cut version or the long version? We're like, this is a long time of them standing. I watched the cut version. Okay. It was a very long time of them standing before Takayasu just decided, let's get on with this. And he finally hunkered. Yeah. But it was out of the ordinary. And then afterwards, when Hoshoryu did beat Takayasu, it was a very spicy look, dirty look at Takayasu afterwards. Like it was some sort of payback. There was something. So maybe. Something going on between these two. Maybe we all need to watch the long version. Yeah. Find it on Abema TV and watch it there because I obviously missed something big. Yes. Well, Abi versus Shodai. There was a huge net grab from Abi up top. Shodai somehow handles it. I don't know how because it looked murderous. But Shodai just swats. He's really smart. He swats at Abi's arms to redirect the blows and him coming at his neck again and again and again and advances on Abi, getting in close enough to stunt Abi's blows. Abi is moving backwards and over the Tawada kind of while pulling. I don't know. It looked like he was kind of pulling, which is maybe not the smartest choice, but whatever the case, Shodai gets his second win. Third win. Third, third win. Yep. Sorry. Three Second, and six. he had two on that day, so now he's three and six. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Takanosho, he just had the bigger Tachiai up against Mitakeyumi, rushed him backwards and out. It was an easy win for Takanosho, it seemed. It, I don't it know what felt happened. Like Mitakeyumi was like, did we Mata? Like, was he not prepared? Yeah, uh, there was absolutely no fight in Mitakeyumi here. And I really think he wasn't ready or he's injured or I don't know what happened. He didn't get set up. It was he just this, got bowled it over. It was the same as the Okinoumi Ura match yeah. where we were like, what in the world just happened? Yeah. Because there was no fight not, on one end. Yeah, that should not have happened the way that should. That should not have happened the way it did. That's right. Okay, last two matches of the day. Wakataka Kage versus Takakesho. Wakataka Kage does a great job of staying close and at the same time withstanding the angry hamster's epic blasts. A couple of slap down attempts, you know, he does the slappy slappy down down by Takakesho, but Wakataka Kage amazingly gets very close to the dirt, but he stayed on his feet. He hopped all around the doyo along with Takakesho. They kind of just hop all around. Takakesho does that too. He's like, this doesn't work. I'll hop to the side and push. But Wakataka Kage is establishing a good pushing and thrusting series back on Takakesho. And Takakesho is sent retreating backwards. Takakesho hits the ring's edge, tries to start back towards the center, lunging at Wakataka Kage. He ends up being too far forward. Wakataka Kage grabs the neck of Takakesho and sends him to the dirt. And Takakesho goes kerplunk, belly down in the dirt with a slap down from Wakataka Kage. It was a Hatakikomi win. And there's more scuttlebutt on the judging on this one, too. What, is, what was the scuttlebutt uh, on that? Scuttlebutt is when Wakataka Kage almost went down to the dirt, you know, and he sort of jumped oh, yeah, forward yeah. that his hand <gasps> swept <sighs> the clay. But I didn't see that. Scuttlebutt, uh, I guess, scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt. All right. Other people have. I don't know. I just thought it proved, again, that if you can hang in there longer than eight seconds, you got a really good chance <laughs> of beating Takakesho. That's true. Oh, Ted and Fuji versus Toby Zari. Toby Zari tried really hard, but the best part of the match was when Ted and Fuji was just like, let me just wrap up these upper arms of Toby Zari from the outside and just toddlered him out of the doyo. I just made that a verb. Mm-hmm. It worked. It was beautiful and hilarious. Toby Zari going kicking and screaming the whole way. That kimidashi is deadly. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And it looks painful. It does. I mean, we've seen him do it on... Oh, God, anybody that's shorter than him, which is mm, about 90% yeah. of wrestlers. Yeah. And, uh, my and it's just God. so embarrassing, too. The guys are always like flailing and kicking like an angry toddler. Well, it just must hurt. It I, must. I, I, and I, that oof. must be the way you get out of a kimidashi, but oof. not uh, one from Ted and Fuji. Man. That's all I got. Yeah, it's impressive. So at the end of day nine, now we have four co-leaders again. Uh, yeah, and that will take us into day 10. There are four guys tied for first place. So let's just go with that storyline first. Let me just go over what happened with them. Okay. <laughs> Midori Fuji kept Aoyama from getting the first kachikoshi of the tournament with a really fabulous katasukashi. Katasukashi. So, I have finally been able to, at this point in my sumo watching career, just finally be able to tell in how lickety split they move mm-hmm. what that positioning looks like and yeah, i was proud cool. of myself because today i saw it perfectly in that match mm-hmm. with uh, midori fuji's arm in the setup i was like oh that's exactly what that looks like we've seen it a lot this tournament because we've got more smaller guys we in do there. yeah and it worked like a charm yeah sure did so there's aoyama off the board instead ichiyamamoto walked away with the first kachikoshi of the tournament where he showed incredible speed 
man with a push, a pull, and a push against Kota Shoho. So well done, Ichiyamamoto. He stayed on the leaderboard. Satanomi versus Tochin Ocean. This was a really fun belt match. It was a lot of back and forth, a lot of lifting, and yeah, you know the story. Anyway, Tochin Ocean walked away with the win this time, knocking Satanomi off the leaderboard. Takanosho versus Endo. With one big, huge, I always call it the Hail Mary push. You know, it's the one where what you've got one chance, one yeah. push, because you're going <laughs> off your feet. you got one chance to get your opponent out, and uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, this time it worked for Takanosho, who did the Hail Mary push, and Endo stepped out first. So what that means is Takanosho and Ichiyamamoto stay on the leaderboard. Yeah. That's two up, two down. Crazy. I'm not disappointed at this. I have loved Takanosho for so long, and he's just been through the grinder the last few Bashos. Yeah. So I am happy, pleased as punch, to not just see him get defeated time and time and time again, like before. So I'm happy that he's there. Well, and Ichiyamamoto's a young and up-and-coming little whippersnapper. I love it. He is. A couple other bouts I really love from Day 10. Meisei versus Teretsuyoshi. First off... Teretsuyoshi has not been as strong since it seemed like he got a bit of an elbow injury early on in this tournament. He's been wearing that uh, sleeve since and Mm -hmm. the sumo hasn't been as strong. But I really like this match because basically everywhere that Meisei went, Teretsuyoshi was sure not to go. This was defensive sumo for the win. Basically, Meisei went in for Tachiai. Teretsuyoshi wasn't there completely whiffed. Meisei found his footing again, went in for another big push, and again, Teretsuyoshi was not there. And that was it. Meisei was down. So you can still do quite a bit even when you're injured as long as you're fast. Yeah, and Teretsuyoshi is. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool win from him. I also really loved the big boy sumo of Kotonowaka versus Tamawashi on yes. day 10. This was a Tsuki battle for the ages And for slow-mo, sometimes slow-mo matches are just 40 times as fun to watch as the normal speed. Mm -hmm. And this is one for me that I got immense delight out of watching it in slow-mo. Big boys pushing each other until Kota Nawaka threw Tamawashi down to the dirt at the end. It was just complete pleasure for some reason. So the other storyline that's uh, going strong in this tournament is our Ozeki's not doing so well. So quickly, let me just say, Hokuto Fuji pushed out Takakesho with just classic Oshidashi Hokuto Fuji. Hokuto Fuji sumo, and he does that wonderful, you know, Hokuto Fuji does that thing right at the edge of the ring where he squats really low, Mm -hmm. and then he brings his hands out in front like, I just did that with my powers of will. Well, isn't that, that's one of their kind of, uh, training exercises where they get down really low and they they kind of uh, pump their arms. Yes, but and it looks it's like marvelous. oh, that's that kind of in action. Yes, it's marvelous. It's a very powerful position. Yes, it is. Hook to Fuji walked away with that win. Wakataka Kage did a fantastic job keeping Shodai from escaping at the edge in his match yeah. with Shodai. Wakataka Kage should have that Ozeki position. Yeah. He's well, certainly showing it. Yeah. Well, Wakataka Kake wind this one. He did wind. <laughs> Shodai <laughs> lost. Shodai lost this match. <laughs> uh, I thought the last three matches of the day on day 10 were really interesting to watch because of the size difference mm-hmm. and how the sumo wrestlers worked with the size difference. That's just always really interesting to me. Wakataka Kage 
using those moves right at the edge, coming in from the side, keeping Shodai from wiggling laterally. Yeah, like a lobster. He had his arms yeah. up to the side like a lobster, lobster claws. I cannot remember the name for that move right now. I should have looked it's it up. It's not lobster clawing? It should be lobster clawing, <laughs> but there is a real term for that. But whatever it is, Wakataka Kage does it really, really well. And when I watched... The Mitakiyumi versus Tobizaru fight. Mitakiyumi's size difference just really worked to his advantage. He stayed calm all the way throughout while Tobizaru was trying all sorts of random things, trying to get Mitakiyumi off balance. And it just simply didn't work didn't because work. Mitakiyumi is so much bigger and he was more stable this yeah. time. Similar thing happened in the last match, Terunofuji versus Hoshoryu. Now, initially, in this final fight of the day, Hoshoryu got the belt grip he wanted, and Terunofuji had this moment where his mind was changing quickly. You know, where do I put my right hand? Do I put it out? Do I put it in? So he settled for inside, but no belt grip on the inside. And whenever he went for that belt, Hoshoryu would try a belt throw, kind of twisting and moving forward, and then Terunofuji, as defense, would pull up on Hoshoryu's chest so that he couldn't finish it. It was... I just thought it was really cool to watch a smaller guy, you know, be like, I have a really good position yeah, here. Exactly. And if you lean far enough forward, I am going to take you down. And Taron Fuji saying, that is just not going to happen no. because I'm taller than you and I'm going to lift you up. And so he lifted and he shuffled and he lifted and he shuffled all the way to the edge where he dumped Hoshoryu outside of the ring. Yeah. And I think, didn't Hoshoryu try for like a little bit of a leg grab too in there? A little yeah. desperate leg grab. But it right at the end. It didn't phase Tadunofuji. He's like, Bleh. No, no, not at all. <laughs> So what we have on the end of day 10 is Ichiyamamoto and Takanosho tied for first place. I don't think anyone saw that coming. No. Uh, but I do think everybody's excited about that. I think yeah. Ichiyamamoto's final four days, he's going to meet some more advanced yeah. foes. And so it's going to get a lot harder for him to maintain that position. Yeah. Takanosho has a pretty good shot right yeah. here at M4. Tied for second place, we have Sadanoumi, Aoyama, Ura. Who's, his fans have got to just be pulling their hair out. They're so delighted. <laughs> Kiribayama, which is exciting, yes. and Terran Fuji, which right. everybody expected him exactly. to be up this high. But basically, the cup is anyone's right now. I'm surprised there are no Ozeki in the running right now. <laughs> the nearest person, well, there's two guys. Mitekiyumi and Takakesho are both five and five right now. I, it's just bizarre. Yeah. They're and then gonna, Shodai. They're all going to have an Ozeki meeting at, oh, with I'm the sure. JSA after this. They're all going to get sat down. And they're all going to get <laughs> a talking to. Well, Mitakiyumi and Takakeshi have a really good chance of still getting a Kachikoshi, which is fantastic. Shodai. Uh, <laughs> I know. God I don't bless. know what to say about Shodai. Huh. He, if you got him on your bingo card, it might be a tough go. Yeah. Unless you're doing he a could... Makikoshi bingo. But... I mean, he does love the Hollywood ending. So he, does. he could do it. If he wins from this point out, he could get his Kachikoshi. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really expect any of those three guys every to zoom up to the top. That had a higher record than him. Lost. lost. <laughs> he could still win he this could, thing. He really, really. <laughs> he could still win. But, They've lost uh, every day. Yeah. If every other but guy lost from here on out, he could still win this thing. Nine guys have to win every single day. <laughs> or lose every day. Yeah. And then he has Actually, to win every single day. and more, because there's plenty more ahead of him on the leaderboard. So they all have to basically <laughs> stop showing up to do sumo. They all have to go home, Kujo, and then Shodai could win it. Never say never. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, I hope your bingo cards are shaping up. We will be back with you next week, and we will be giving you our our bingo winners, I guess, at that point. Yeah, we and will. our winner of the tournament. Yeah. So a lot's going on. A lot is going on in the n- next I week. No, Who do you think is going to take it? Oh, man. I would love it if it was like Kitty Mayama. I would love it if it was Takanosho. I, it's too hard to say. But I still think that Wakataka Kage and Tedanafuji just right on their heels these last few days. Uh-huh. It, it could easily go their way as well. Well, whatever happens, we'll be here to cheer it on. And we'll be watching the sumo just like you will. That's right. All right. Till then, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. See you later. Sayonara. Bye. Bye.